Yes, and welcome back to another episode of The Footy Yarn. I'm Sebastian Clark, always with Hayden. Actually, not always, because you weren't here last week, Hayden. No, it was an awful week last week. Mm. I'd come down with a horrible spell of gastro. I'll speed the details, but it Please was don't, yeah. uh, quite painful to miss out on what was our first episode back with uh, with the guest. Unfortunately, uh, our good friend Matthew Arrowsmith of the Matt Chats podcast was... Uh, here and he did fill in for me, which... Um, did a great job too, did, Matthew. Yeah, no, did a great job. How was that, getting a guest back in the studio? It was something else. It was, uh, we love having our guests over the phone, having a chat, however, but just having him in studio is just just that little bit more extra special. I, I'm still and not sure how it feels because it's been so long yeah. and I'll get back and now no guest for this week. Yeah, no guest for this week, but we're in the works for a big guest for next week, so stay tuned for that. We'll announce it on our Instagram stories, but Hayden, it's preliminary final week, mate. Yep, it is. Uh... We'll look back. Before we look yes. forward, we'll look back to the uh, semifinals. Obviously, Richmond and St. Kilda, Geelong, Collingwood, both mm. of the uh, two top four teams that lost their first finals going on to win their second finals. So yep. no straight set outs this, uh, this year. Both did it in great fashion too. Um, Saints didn't, they just weren't good enough, were they? they just no, had you feel, pieces. obviously you look at the stats and it was 20 scoring shots to 19 mm. and you feel they very much could have kept themselves yeah. in. They never seemed like they were in the game, mm. but just stats wise, they, they were a lot more in it than I think any, any of us realised and had they have just converted a bit more accurately than it really could have been anyone's game and a bit of momentum and aggression could have maybe got them across the line, you think? And the Pies went from one extreme to another, Hayden. One point win and what was, some people were calling it their greatest ever win yep. in the modern uh, era. But they went to a horrible loss. At, like, what was it? 10, 11 goal loss to the hands of Geelong. Yeah, no, that was, uh, honestly, the fact that they got to 32 points is honestly yeah. nice yeah. for them. Because I think they were, they were they in seven? They were for yeah. a fair while and it looked like, geez, are they actually going to be able to score a second <laughs> goal here? They were in absolute strife. And that scoreline is very kind to them. They were just absolutely dominated. Yeah, and good on Geelong because if they lost that, there would have been huge questions asked about that club because straight sets again. But once again, they're in another prelim, and if they lose this again, there's still going to be questions asked. They just can't seem to get themselves in a grand final lately, and you wonder what's going on. Why It shouldn't be that hard for such a great team, and they still think they're in their premiership window, Hayden, because they're going after the likes of Isaac Smith and well, those older players. Well, they've been in their premiership window for it feels so like, long yeah, that they just haven't been capitalising on. Yeah. And you gotta you got to wonder what it is that they're missing out on. Obviously, they're going for Jeremy Cameron pretty hard mm. after this final series. They're going for, we'll go into a more trade talk yeah. soon, but the likes of Jeremy Cameron... Um, Sean Higgins is another one thereafter, and what was that one that I just mentioned? Isaac Smith. Isaac Smith. So there's so, a few thereafter. They're but all thirty plus. They oh, don't well, feel Jesus like Cameron they don't feel like, like the right pieces. No, they just feel like big names. We'll get mm. into that a bit more later. Now, looking at uh, the four teams that are out for finals, we're down yep. to four. Before we look at the four we have left, yep. we'll look at the four that have gone. And obviously, you look at them, and then teams as well like Melbourne, Essendon, Giants, Carlton, Freo, teams that just feel like what are the final pieces? Yes. Uh, that they need to be pushing for these preliminary final statuses. We'll start with Collingwood. Yep. What, do you, what do you think is uh, the next step for them? Collingwood, it just feels like this year just wasn't their year. I tipped them to be premiers this year, and they f- they feel like they have the right pieces, and now they're actually going very hard in the trade period. Once again, we'll talk about it a little bit later with who they'll be getting, who they're getting rid of. I think um, I think they're still going to be in that premiership window next year. I think they will make that top four next year, but... Yeah, I just feel like things didn't go their way with COVID. They didn't handle that whole situation right. Obviously, we know all the controversies that came about them all year with the coaches and players and whatnot. 
this year, I'll just put a line through it for them, start fresh next year, go again. What about you? What, what did you? I what think were your there was a lot of exciting uh, points about it. Obviously, Jeremy Howe went out pretty early, and you feel like had they've had him in mm. uh, for the rest of the season would have been uh, great beneficiaries as a result of it. I think, obviously, a key forward, a genuine key forward, which is something they've been needing to address for a few years yeah. now. Cox and just hasn't delivered no, in that department. No, and obviously, there was, they were in for Danaher, they were in for Brown, in mm. for Cameron. Now it doesn't look like they're getting any of them. Mm. So it's a matter of same old, same old for Collingwood. And obviously this whole debacle with Trelaw potentially going. Yeah, we'll there's get no to way it. We'll they get should. To it. Um, but I think obviously someone like Dugowie is more one you'd be willing to let go of. I think, yeah, you'll let which, the reins on him. Yeah, I think getting, they just need to be looking for that key forward. That forward structure needs a bit of help. Mm. Other than that, their back line solid, their midfield solid. they got a lot of good young prospects that are coming Great up. Great coaching panel. Great coaching panel. And it does feel like they have all the right pieces. And as you mm. said, it was just a bit of bad luck for mm. them this year. And the Dogs, well, they had high expectations going into this year. you probably say underwhelming. They're just not a top four side. And a lot of people thought they would be this year. They got the likes of Josh Bruce, who just went missing, underperformed just like the dogs did. Um, Alex Keith, obviously, I felt like he had a pretty strong year. He's a little yep. bit of a friend of a show. Um, but just didn't, it just didn't come together for the dogs like a lot of people thought it would. And I, I, I don't know where they'll be in 2021. I really don't. I look at them and I think they're just going to be from that fifth to eighth spot again. Nothing special. Probably away home, uh, away elimination final again because that's all they seem they can get at this point. Yeah, they're, they're just, they're that seventh, eighth team. Mm. Uh, in the comp, and you feel like getting a genuine Ruckman in will help them because Tim English getting dominated in the hitouts week in, week He's out. He's a great player, just great not in the hitouts. Player, but it just doesn't seem to help him yeah. uh, at all, and it's almost sort of just like you're playing a fourth midfielder, which they ended up just playing Dunkley mm. in the Ruck for mm. a lot of it. And then, as you said, with Josh Bruce, I think that key forward role is something that needs to be addressed again. Oh, Aaron Norton's a great talent, yep. so obviously he had some issues this year with some injuries, so... Yep. Get him fit and firing. Hopefully, Josh Bruce can find some form. I always rated him as a player. So, see if um, see if they can get firing again in 2021 and be that top four side that everyone expects them to be. Yeah, they, again, there was a lot of improvers. Uh, Bont and Pelly, you don't feel like had all-Australian worthy season, but did have a good season. Um, he slotted Caleb in half Daniel, flank, yeah, yeah. Bailey Williams um, yeah. had a sensational yeah, improving season. So again, just those few pieces. They've still got a lot of good young players and just maybe those one or two pieces. I feel like a genuine ruck where they can get the hit outs a few more will help them out a lot in that midfield as well. Yep. Now the Saints, they were a big bolster this year. Yep. Um, no one really expected them to do well except for our very good friend Cooper Grek. Yep. Um, he, he always thought they were a top four side. They finished six. Uh, yeah, six, sorry. Um, it feels like them, I reckon they'll be once again around this mark even further up next year. I think they're missing pieces though. Yeah, they seem to be, if you look at all of those top eight sides, they seem to be missing the most pieces, yet it still worked <laughs> for them the most because I feel like their non-big names uh, put in a lot more effort and or just did a lot better than some of the other clubs non-big names. And obviously Butler was a huge improver. King mm. was massive for them. Mm. Uh, looking into Jack Steele, all that, just sensational seasons from a lot of players. Brad Hill was one they looked at and got across on big money and thought, yeah, he's going to be the reason we bolster. I don't think he was. I think he had a, I don't think he had a better year than a lot of people are giving him credit for. No. He, no? He, had, or well, you... he just had a very, like, obviously, I think he is... Had a better season than some people are saying, yes. but it was very, very underwhelming yes, for Brad Hill. Yes, absolutely. Um, 
I still feel like he, he did his role, but just less impact, and people saw the less impact and went, nah, no, he's been horrible this year. I feel like he played his role okay, but if he gets fit and firing, yeah, well, he's fit this year, if he just gets firing and they utilise him a little bit better, I think uh, they can go even further think next year. he's also probably someone who would benefit from going back to 20-minute quarters, because you see yeah, a lot absolutely. of when he dominates, it's his endurance, hmm. and when it comes to those dying few minutes of the quarter and everyone's absolutely ruined. Brad Hill's still got that energy yep. left in the tank where he can just run, gun, carry. So I think that'll help him a lot as well. But yep. I think just maybe getting comfortable next year as well will help him. The West Coast Eagles, now a lot of people are now talking about them being out of the premiership window with stars like Josh Kennedy, Shannon Hearn, all getting to that older age. We already see our good friend Will Schofield being pastured off. Um, where do you see Eagles in 2021? They're definitely not out of the premiership I don't window. Think so I think all those players still have another year or so left mm. in them. Obviously, they they were they are getting older. You look at Hearn as well as another one who's a big one. Yep. But I think uh, McGowan's Kennedy, probably coming yeah, to that sort Kennedy of was age. probably the only one of those older players mm. who had any real big big impact. You look at Hearn; he, ha- he had an okay season, had yeah. a good season, but he was by no means their most important player in that back line. I think just a few little pieces in that forward line as well. You look at Braden Ainsworth kept having to get games and mm. he's, a, he's a decent footballer, but by no means should he be continuously in your forward line. Yes. Obviously, they're looking at Quinton Narkel mm. um, from Geelong. If mm. they can get that across, that would help with their sort of just that medium forward who can go into the midfield. Even see Oscar Allen, he went sort of the back line this year and I, I think he'll really, he's a star that bloke in the forward line. He he's genuinely a is, yeah. Under, um, what's the, underappreciated, I think, in the footy community. I feel like he's going to be a star. Once JK does finally head off, I think uh, Oscar Allen can feel his shoes nice. And I, I don't see the Eagles leaving that top eight for quite some time. feel like they got extremely unlucky in that elimination final. They should have been probably playing this week, to be honest. They're not under circumstances. But, um, yeah, no, look, they'll be around for another few years. Yeah, I think, I think another big thing for them this year was just... Obviously, the home and away differences, you see how much that affected them. Mm. And then someone like Tim Kelly, who this year underperformed massively, he had games where he showed absolutely why he was worth every penny, uh, but he just didn't show that nearly enough, I think, for West Coast. But when that midfield does start to tick... You know, obviously Gaff, Shuey, Yo, who they were missing for portions of the season, Kelly. I think that's when Eagles will really start to get better than they currently are. Yep. Now, we're looking at trade talk now, Hayden. Yep. I want to first kick us off with the Razio Fantasia. Essendon as a whole, we'll start with them actually. Adam Saad's out the door. Orazio Fantasia expecting him to be, he officially wants to move back to South Australia, expect him to go to Adelaide. Um, you've also got Joey Danaher that's nominated Brisbane instead of Sydney this time. Um What's going on with the Bombers, do you think, Hayden? Do you have any queries about them? I think maybe it's just sort of... I feel like they were a destination club a few years ago. Yeah. I'm not getting the likes feel, of Dylan Shield Yeah, and I feel like it's a bit rough on them. I feel like it's sort of one player was like, oh, I kind of want to leave, and someone mm. was like, shit, he's leaving. Yeah. Time to jump shit before this does fall apart. Yeah. It's like with the stock market. When everyone all pulls mm. out all of a sudden, it plummets, and yeah. then everyone else pulls out and pulls out yeah. and pulls out. And so I think that's a case of what's going on here. Everyone's seeing 
all this talk of players leaving and everyone's like, shit, do I really want to yep. be sticking around on this sinking ship? Yep. Fantasia's probably feeling a bit gutted that he didn't get that move to Port now. Yeah. That last year, now he's uh, going to He ended up Adelaide. just staying with Essendon, didn't he? He yeah. made the decision just to stay. And then Danaher's one who, again, going to Brisbane. To, yeah. And they were saying uh, that Logan McDonald was one that they might just go after. They might just the go bombers. after getting picks in yeah. that draft to try get to pick two or three yeah. and get Logan McDonald if he doesn't go he pick He's a star, one. we can definitely he say is, from first uh, experience. Which is a bit... Bit of a risk, obviously, always uh, backing in an 18-year-old to be your yep. key four. But I think Logan could be that one. Maybe kick 20, 30 goals next mm. year in a good season. And obviously, there's so many other options they could go for. But Saad is a huge one for them as well. And yeah. if he does go to Carlton... I think he's all but gone, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, looking at Carlton now, just as a transition, mm. potentially Saad, Zach Williams as well. If they have that in that half-back line with Club. Sam Doherty, that's yep. going to be... Ollie Wines doesn't seem to be out of the equation either. He keeps saying, no, I'm happy with Port, but his name just keeps coming up. I'm getting a little bit concerned as a Port Adelaide fan. I do rate him, yeah. um, but I, I personally don't think he'll go. I think his heart's genuinely in Port Adelaide. But Joey Degoe for for the Blues is an interesting case. Well, I think that would be a they've, bad move for the Blues. I think it would be. They've ruled him out, though. I yep. think they've stated that they're not interested. So where do you think Jordan Degoe ends up? Honestly, you look at him and you're like, you don't really belong on any list with what you're asking. I don't feel... Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I don't feel like he belongs anywhere except Collingwood, to be honest. Yeah, he just... I don't see him anywhere He's one of those players who often he gets comparisons to Dusty, and at his best he is Dusty, Mm. but he's so... Very often, uh, very few often times at his best. Mm. And you look at someone like Jordan Ngoi for what he's asking and you compare him to, say... Still side bottom. You say one off game. Who would you rather in your team, Jordan to go? You're mm. still side bottom. Just players who are sort of at that similar level. And he's he's mildly young. He has that time to yeah, get it right. Still, but yeah. you still feel definitely for what he's asking. Absolutely not worth. He's worth maybe half that. Yeah. Oh, until wow, okay. until he can show that he can do it consistently, I think he's worth half that. And he's. Um, obviously got those attitude it, issues. It's not just that. the on-field stuff, Hayden, that yep. you're saying. It's definitely the off-field issues that he's having. Um, with so much talent, you don't... You, obviously, Dusty got it all right, and look at him as a star now. So, Jordan Degoy really is that case of, can he get it right, and can he turn into the next Dusty? Um, so, you'll see how it plays out. I think he stays with the Pies for nowhere near that money. Yeah. I think he stays with the Pies. But another one is Ben Brown. He's pretty much been told to... Find another club. You're out, mate. Which is ridiculous, ridiculous. from North because they've just dropped his trade value so much yep. by saying that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they've told him they don't want him. Um, where do you say? I, th- I sort of see him ending up at Melbourne. Um, St Kilda have inquired as well as Essendon. Yep. The Pies don't look like they're going to... They're an obvious link, but the Pies just don't seem like they have enough money uh, in the yeah, salary cap. Yeah, which is where getting rid of someone like Jordan Degoe would... Might free it up. Yeah, it would then be, would you rather a Jordan Degoe or Ben Brown? Even mm. just in a one-off situation, you'd probably rather Ben Brown, even after the season he's had. The problem with North is that they don't have the midfielders to get it to him. Yep. So I can understand why they've said, oh, don't tell him to find another club. Yeah. Just say, hey, look, we might... They're kind of thinking about giving him up, but they've just dropped his trade value, as you said. And then they could get a midfielder for him or some draft picks and get a nice young midfielder into North. But now, obviously, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe um, Brody Majacek might head over to the Roos as well. They've inquired about him. I think Collingwood would be stupid to they let Majacek yeah. go. They just give him... 
he, he'll ask for reasonable money. He's not, you know, a preposterous man. They've had him on a rookie contract for mm. all these years. So if he wants more money, you give that man more yeah, money. He's been exactly your best right. forward. Yeah. He's, and he's done it for bugger all. Yeah, he's been having to play as your key forward, your 200-centimeter forward at 190 centimeters or just under, which is ridiculous. You've been throwing him under the bus, and he's been doing absolutely sensational for you. Yep. Um, but, yeah, Ben Brown is one. It'll be real interesting to see where he ends up because he's. You look at other, pretty much everyone else that's uh, been thrown up in the trade window. It's like they've got a set destination. Mm. Ben Brown just doesn't. He doesn't. Which he is weird know. because he should be the one that right now should be like lock it in. Mm. You know where he's going. Where if you had to put your life on it, Hayden. My life. You're forced to put your life on it. Where are you? Where are you saying he ends up? Jesus, that's real. T- oh. I think I go Melbourne personally. I'd, I'd probably say St Kilda. Yeah, right. Okay. Because I feel like they'd they'd have the space for it. They'd have yeah, the salary space definitely. for it. And obviously it's enticing for him and, you know, an option of him and uh, King together as well. Yeah. Although the only issue would be that they're both really goal square, you know, key forwards, mm. not really half forwards. Yeah. But uh, either of them could turn into one I of think those high could. half yeah. forwards. Jeremy Cameron, we've mentioned him a couple of times. The Cats are showing interest getting him in. Yep. Obviously Tom Hawkins is still... Such a prominent player, still winning Col- well, one at Coleman. Um, I think he's still got a few left years left in him. Now with Jeremy Cameron added to that lineup, it's a little bit more scarier for the Cats somehow. Well, yeah, because where are they getting this money from? Yeah, that's do they know, a question. Do they know they have a salary cap? That is obviously a question <laughs> that we have to ask. Um, if that was the case, Tom Hawkins is probably the best half forward or plays the best half forward yep. in the league, hundred percent. And if you get Jeremy Cameron in, who's one of the best key forwards in the mm. game, that would be absolutely scary for opposition key defenders. It's probably just as dangerous as Kennedy and Darling. In Do you know what radar. annoys me? Guys like Jeremy Cameron have a bad year like this year, and people are like, nah, nah, don't, don't want him. He's no, no good. No. He's not. He's what? not. What? Like, you know, who cares that, that he's me been off. in the Coleman race for several seasons, got a couple of Australian He's had a bad... Nah, don't want him. He's cheating out. Nah. He's junk. Oh, he is oh, rubbish. Oh, Nothing what, irks me more. There is... There is some very, very stupid AFL fans. I, I just hate reading the comment sections. It triggers me now. Like, because I'm in quite a few fan forums to yeah. obviously plug this sort of thing. And then you, I go into a St. Kilda one and someone says, oh, what about Jeremy? No, no, he's crab now. No, no. No, nah, we, we don't want him. We'd rather Jaron Geary yeah. as our key forward. Like, shut Sign up. Jaron Geary on for another 10. Shut All up. right, I There's, think that does the us. That's, has too many. That probably ends us for trade talk yeah. now. We're getting to a little bit too hated. But, Hayden, it's time for this week's games. The prelims. Um, Big one tonight, Port Adelaide, Richmond, no changes whatsoever. Night, Jake yes. Hart's a bit rough not to uh, get a gig for Richmond in these last couple games. And I'm feeling a little bit sad for Westhoff. Yeah. My boy Westhoff, um, such a long servant. Could be a fairy tale if they somehow get up tonight and then get into their granny and then maybe a little call up and Kenny gives him the nod and say, hey. Back, back yourself. Get in there, mate. And he goes out, kicks six or <laughs> kicks seven. six, wins the does norm. Does it all. Right um, out. But, yeah, this this game for Port Adelaide is just huge. For both the, teams, it's huge, but for Port Adelaide... I saw just... a thing yesterday, Hayden, and it was Port Adelaide season. Top of the ladder all the way through. Literally, round one, first, round two, and so on and so on and so on. First, pre, uh, first qualifying final, win it, home prelim. It like when you put it like that, this could be the biggest choke in AFL history. Being on top for so long, being literally the best team for so long in a year, and then 
botching out in a prelim or a granny, it could be it could be horrible, and especially in that 150th year. Yeah, you wouldn't say a choke, but it would be an absolute oh, shame. A chance just gone begging. Yeah, and if you look at it like that as well, just another thing you got to bring up: if they go all this time being the top team, and then let's say Brisbane is the other team in the final, mm. and then Brisbane get the home grand final, mm. then you have to ask. Obviously, they announced it would be the Gabba beforehand, mm. but you have to ask. Look, is, that is that fair at all? Yeah. Obviously, that happens all the time with yeah. the MCG. Yeah. So you do have to look at it Makes like you that. Think, doesn't it? But obviously, you look at it and you think, is that fair at all? Port Adelaide's been this dominant. Mm. Adelaide Oval was a chance for the grand final. Mm. And was, yet, I think it was probably third favourite behind Optus Stadium. I think Optus Stadium. Optus Stadium I'd rather be played at Optus. Was it? I don't know. They just <laughs> yeah, they, didn't they want didn't, it. Yeah, they didn't want it, did they? No, Park 25 <laughs> in South Australia was above... Uh, Optus Stadium. Was above Optus Stadium. But no, this prelim, absolutely huge for both teams. Yep. Richmond know what it takes to win a prelim. They, they know everything. That's what scares me. They get up in these finals. They haven't done it this way, though, Hayden. That's what no. gives me hope. They've always won the qualifying final before going into a home prelim. They haven't had to do it away, so yeah, it's a new challenge. Yeah, you have no clue what you're in for. Oh, you have no clue. Zero you have no idea. Clue. These Port players <laughs> have it all. Um, it's it's going to be a real interesting game. There's going to be so many names that need to stand reckon, up. Yeah. It's, it was one of the best games of the year um, when they had met in the home and away f- uh, uh, home and away season and Port Adelaide got the chocolates. But there's so many changes for so Richmond changes. since then. And it's it's proving to be, I think, maybe... Just these, both of these prelims are going to prove to be, I think, one of the greatest weekends yep. of footy prelim for a while. Footy. What's your tip, Hayden? I'm going to have to go your way. I'm going to go the really? power. I yes. Just, they've been discounted the whole year, yeah. even though they have been on top. Everyone, yep. they've just been discounted, pretenders. discounted. Even I've sort of discounted yeah. the saying, not pretenders, but you just can't trust them. Yeah. And I still don't trust them. You really them. don't. I and trust sure them after that. I, I trust I, them after qualifying. Well, yeah, I thought that was wow. I'm going to back them in. Okay. Uh, but... Again, both of these games, all these finals are just 50-50. Yeah. It could really go absolutely either way. I had a dream last night, Hayden, yep, that um, it was very on early in the game. Lots of points scored in the game. I think we were on five and Tigers were on 15. Um, so weird scoreline. But I woke up this morning just with this sinking feeling in my stomach that they were going to blow us out of the water, um, which isn't something you want to wake you up don't, with. You don't want a repeat of GWS last year. I don't want a repeat of GWS last year. But I... Look, I don't know. I think um, I think we'll get up. I think we'll get up by ten or twenty. Back him in, yeah. I'm gonna back him in. You're gonna have to back him in, and now it's just a waiting game. It is for Port Adelaide. Moving on now, though, to Brisbane versus Geelong, a game you can watch or watch a bit more calmly, unless Port Adelaide unless, are in the yeah. final and you're wondering <laughs> who, who's gonna. I think be. I'd rather versus Geelong, but yeah, the Brisbane Lions. I think I think they'll get the job done here. Um, once again, have the, what, what happened when these two teams met in the home and away season? I think Geelong got up, didn't it? Yeah, and that was so at the Gabba. Well, these guys have had some very good games um, as of late. Obviously, you look back to last year uh, when they played some very yeah. intense games. But Brisbane got up by one there, yeah. You're so right. So I think it's going to be an absolutely sensational game. And for Brisbane, it's about whether they can make up for last year's efforts in the finals. And for Geelong, it's about whether they can just show hmm. that they are that chance. Either hmm. way, I just hope Richmond don't make the final and we can just have two new teams yeah. in the granny. Yeah. And it'll just be... You know, someone new. Obviously, and if Port get in, yeah. it's a it's a grand final replay either way. 
because yep. it's that 2007 against Geelong where they got absolutely belted, or it's the 2004 against Brisbane where we we got up by a lot. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a great finals if the Tigers aren't there. Yeah, and um, if the Tigers are there, they'll probably go to the granny and do exactly what they did yeah, last year and yeah, just run just absolutely right. Just be like, hey, Dusty welcome will have to the grand final. Let me, show you, yeah. let me show you what a grand final is. First time? Oh, yeah, Dusty will get 18 touches, <laughs> kick two behinds and get a Norm Smith medal. They were 16 <laughs> handballs and two kicks, gives away four free kicks, has one tackle and two marks to his name, and they go, no, you, you deserve the Norm Smith, yeah, brother. Have a third. Have a third. Why not? <laughs> um, that does us, though, for yeah. the gaps. Oh, we've we, got to do quick the tip. tips. Quick tips. I'm going to back in Brisbane here. You yeah. sort of have to, but again, it's a 50-50 either way. You'd want Brisbane to win, and you'd love a Brisbane Port Adelaide granny. Yeah, because it would be for both of them. It two would be, non-Victorian sides. Be reward for their season reward as for well. The season. Two teams that you wouldn't mind seeing winning. Obviously, yep. Mitchell Giardis and Dev Robertson, oh, both wow. late call-ups yeah. for the granny, would be absolutely oh. beauty. So, yeah, Georgiatis, why isn't he in the side, Hayden? We're oh. you know we're actually at full strength. No injuries at all. So fingers crossed there is an injury tonight. <laughs> <laughs> they need a forward, and they go Justin Westoff. Take a seat. <laughs> Sit down. Georgie, you're back, brother. You are back. Now's your time oh. to shine. Dev Robertson is going to be the first player to play round one, and not then, play yeah. another game, and then get called up for the granny. Could be huge. That does us, though, for the games. Uh, hopefully, I'm seeing you next week with a very special guest. I think we will. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, you'll see me under very pleasurable circumstances. This will be the week of my grand final. Hopefully. Yeah, or you will just come in, be extremely depressed. I might and not just be not come in at all. <laughs> it'll just be me and whomever our guest is. That does do us for today. We've got does. so much more content to come in the future. Lots. Uh, so many more podcasts, couple more road to the draft, mm. so much more draft stuff. So keep in tune with that. Keep following the Instagram. Keep up to date with that. For now, we are done. Good luck for tonight, Sebastian. Thank you, mate. Thank um, you. Just... I just, I can't, I don't know what to say. Yeah. I just wish you the best of Thank luck. You. Stay calm and try not to hurt yourself. <laughs> See you later. That's all she wrote for this week. As always, keep up to date with the boys on Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube for all your latest content. Until next week, lucky's out.